play our Kentucky Derby game as the horse races tomorrow. The favorite scratched, which is interesting. Yeah, got some sort of breathing problem, I guess. The the the, the horse that had the best odds, the favorite. Oh, uh, name. I uh, remember the the name was kind of interesting. What was the name? Are you trying Secretary to cheat at the game? Yeah, don't cheat, oh, don't oh, cheat oh, at the game. Sorry. Don't cheat at the no, game. No, I would never cheat. We got the game coming up here in a moment. First this. Uh, we had a story earlier about a major uh, freeway that was shut down for 10 hours, like right before rush hour, and then all night long, um, because somebody was on the bridge threatening to jump off of it. And we were arguing about or discussing you know, how long how long do you... Uh, inconvenience when i use that word it sounds kind of small but how many people did you inconvenience for how long for somebody standing on a bridge who says they're gonna jump Mm -hmm. 10 hours seems like too much to me major metropolitan area yeah tens of thousands of cars and even more people if you'll admit there's a limit would you do it for a week no so if you'll admit there are a limit then what is where, where should you draw the line that's you know what that's some good practical thinking right there um but we got this text the world needs both sides I sat the on a super practical and the super compassionate. Uh, I sat on a bridge in Portlandia a few years ago waiting for a jumper. For the first hour, I and all the people around me were compassionate in our conversation as we got out of our vehicles and waited patiently. At the hour and a half point, we were muttering to each other that the guy should just jump already. By the third hour, we'd retreated. I to shot a- him. <laughs> By the third hour, we'd all retreated to our vehicles to sit alone rather than form a mob to toss the crazy, inconsiderate a hole off the bridge. Wow. Uh, finally, he gave himself up, and uh, and uh, police took him away. And but people's moods, even in Portlandia, changed as time went by. And they and they that was the hour and a half mark. Yeah, ten hours is way too long. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like one of those Chinese traffic jams that lasts two days. It's rough in China. Yeah, I'll be right there at the meeting. I moved uh, four inches since we last spoke five hours ago. Uh, ten hours. Oof. At some point, I mean, did they like filter people off uh, on the side roads and stuff? They must have. But well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people were turning around and going different directions. But it I had don't... to take hours. I mean, if you were like right up to the bridge oh, when yeah. the coppers hours. stopped you. Oh, yeah. It would, have been, uh, it would have changed your day. What about your human needs? Maybe you're thinking, yeah, I'll pee when I get home. Like sexual reproduction and no. that sort of thing? No. Uh, elimination. Uh, 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 a retirement with dignity? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> anyway, I mean, at some point. It's no longer optional. Right. You're urinating in a, in a water bottle. Right. And or, you know. Uh, anyway, probably ought to move on. Um, They found a, uh, before we get to the next thing, a, they found a 99 million year old millipede perfectly frozen in something. I get those in my bathroom sometimes. 99 million year old millipedes? <laughs> I don't think they're that old. It's hard to tell how old they are. They scurry. Uh, yeah, they're weird. I've never owned a house where these things appeared before, but. Did you see the video of the guy that had a spider in his ear? Oh, no. What, what is it with you today? You got wounds on airplanes and what spiders in ears. What frequenting? Yeah, what are you, on the some New- sort of teenage boy website? The New York Post. Oh, for, but, oh well, there you go. This is, this is why the story struck me, because I've heard this story before, and they've got the actual video, which is something. Oh, no, Horn- no, no, no. Who wants this? Who in the right mind even wants to hear the rest of this. Well, his explanation is interesting, I thought. So, oh, horrific God. video shows spider spinning web inside man's ear. Mm, and okay. I cannot hear a thing. All right, Rush. 
The patient in his 20s had gone to his doctor complaining of an itchy, crawling sensation in his right ear. Well, you got that right. (laughs) Some good self-diagnosis right there. You know what that itchy, crawling sensation is? Mm. Something itchy and crawling in your ear. But anyway, this is a 99-million-year-old millipede, and I just find it fascinating to look at because it's as if it were alive. Yeah, that's... 99 million years. You can't wrap your head around I'm that amount of time. I'm trying and I can't. You're correct. It's just the fact that there... Stunning. Were, the fact that there were beasts scurrying around the planet 100 million years ago and, and a lot longer than that, um, you know... And that there's versions of that that are still existing today sure. is kind of interesting, that, right? I don't know yeah, if that hardly ha- uh, changed at all. I don't know if that helps put your problems in perspective or not. I'm not sure it does. I uh, hope but, I'm not preserved in amber. I mean, if I was going to be preserved in amber, I, I wish it had happened when I was like 17, 18, because, you know, I was pretty ripped, but uh, not now. Uh, duh, so, oh, speaking of which, hey, here's a, just a little life hack, and then we ought to get to Sean's little featurette. Um, and then Chris Wallace on Fox. That was intentionally dismissive, <laughs> yes. Chris Wallace on Fox blasting some of his uh, coworkers, so we'll get to that coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a quick little hint for you, and I got this uh, from uh, our, our our friends who I won't name in case they don't want the pub, uh, but uh, you know these people too. They're super nice. We used to work with her. Um, Low-carby breakfast, because Judy and I both got a little self-indulgent after my hip customization. I was eating. She was drinking. Then we got to lose some weight. But here's what you do. You you. You blend up a bunch of eggs. You whip up a bunch of eggs. What do you call it? Scramble. That's it. You scramble <laughs> up a bunch of a bunch of eggs. You chop up whatever you want. So some onions, some some peppers, some ham, some bacon, whatever you want. The prep a time lizard. is not very, a lizard. There you go. If if my dog Baxter's in charge, that's what he'd want. Um, and then you pour the egg in a muffin a muffin tin. And make them as big or small or whatever you want and put the little uh, omelette stuff in there. And you do like 20, 30, 40 of them at once. You put them in the oven at like 350 for as long as it takes. I don't How know. big Just are your muffin tins? Keep an eye on it. You got, yeah. th- you got a 30-pack? Well, you can use two tree of them oh. and or you can do several. It's like baking cookies. Right, right. You do several batches. But they make little omelets you can transport in a plastic bag, heat up real quickly in the microwave, and you eat two of these, and little, I'm not talking about a full muffin, I'm talking about like a third right. of it, maybe. You eat a couple of these things, you feel like you'll never be hungry again. Really? It lasts with you like all day. It's the best thing ever. Is that just the power of the incredible edible egg? Yeah, what? I think so. It's just, it's a lot of protein, just a little bit of fat, you know, whatever. whatever I'm going to uh, try that. That sounds ingredient. great. Oh, it's the best. And you can do it on Sunday, and you have them for all week. That is a good idea. Yeah. It would require effort, but it sounds like a well, good idea. Well, there's, there's the hurdle. The hurdle is a hurdle. Is that the greatest advertising jingle of all time? Because it's stuck in my head for decades. The incredible edible egg. Uh, that or anything Barry Manilow wrote in the yeah, 70s. Pretty good stuff. I'm in it. <laughs> That's okay, a pretty good let's one do a couple of your uh, Kentucky Derby things. That's right, everybody. It is Kentucky Derby Racehorse or Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. <laughs> all right, I love this. Go ahead. Hold on. He's got one more. He really brings it home on the last one here. The second verse. Same as the first. There you go. Oh, oh, really holds that that's, out there. That's smooth the there. Yep. All right. First up, <laughs> Code of Honor. Oh, is Code of <laughs> Honor 
A Kentucky Derby racehorse or a Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie? Coin flip. Yeah, impossible. I'm saying it's a movie. I'd just be guessing. I'd go movie. (laughs) No, Code of Honor is a 12 to 1 favorite to win the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Wait, should we get the buzzer for wrong in the (laughs) nay? Oh, nay. Yeah. I get a nay. It's incorrect. Uh, All right, let's go with. Let's go with Gray Magician. Is Gray Magician a Kentucky Derby racehorse or a Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie? It's absolutely a horse. That's a nag, yeah. Yeah, that is a 50 to 1 favorite. That's a long shot there. Mm. Um, so what do I get? <laughs> oh, no. Same thing. <laughs> no, that's a Winnie. <laughs> you get it? I get I it. I do get it. That's very funny. Uh, all right. Uh, Central Intelligence. Is that a Kentucky Derby oh, racehorse or a Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie? Another oh, coin flip. Yeah, I, I'm saying movie again. I'll, I'll say the Rock just for fun. Yeah, that is that is a uh, a movie where Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays a CIA officer. You're okay. a winnier. <laughs> We've got more of those coming up later. You see, the point is the horses' names are wacky. <laughs> so that uh, South African track star gal who's very manly. Just got shut down by the International Court of Arbitration for Sport. Yeah, we're Very controversial. And Chris Wallace, what he said on Fox, is making some waves. So we could do that too. He went against some of the hosts on the show. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, Doc, I've got this itchy, crawly, webby, eight-legged sensation in my ear. Do you have any idea? My my pig Charlotte keeps talking to it. I just wonder. I don't know what it is. I, I think the spider was Charlotte, but anyway. Whichever. Up until then, it was. What was the, what was the, what was the swine's name? Wilbur? Know. Oh, that's right, Wilbur. Yeah. yeah. Wilbur's the pig. Wasn't Beloved the, childhood classic. Wasn't that the pig from Green Acres? Also. Exactly. It's a all pigs pig. are named Wilbur. Oh, yes. <laughs> a lot, not enough people know so that. All uh, pigs are named, all male pigs. It's an FDA uh, regulation. It's very strange. So, uh, Chris Wallace is one of your main guys on Fox. He is the host of their Sunday Network show. He's son of Mike Wallace, correct? correct. 60 Minutes fame? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And uh, spend some arguing back and forth on the whole... Did Barr say to Congress, the Attorney General, did the Attorney General say to Congress, no, I, don't, I have no idea what Mueller thought of uh, of my four-page letter. Now that we know that they he, he got a response from Mueller and talked to him on the phone, was that a lie or, or what was that? And now Nancy Pelosi says it's a lie and he lied to Congress and that's a crime. Right, and he needs to be brought to justice. And now there's a fever pitch on CNN and MSNBC having had to abandon the collusion thing. Now they're calling for Barr's impeachment. But Barr, Barr says, no, I was referring to their team. I didn't mean him, which is fairly thin as a defense. Right, but it would be inexplicable that he would lie. I mean, why wouldn't he say, well, he didn't agree 100% with the way I phrased it, but the whole thing's going to come out soon. I mean, I just, 
I don't get why he would bother. I don't know. I suppose we'll find out. Will we? Yeah. I don't know. I have well, they're gonna, you know what? Honest, my honest answer is everybody's going to lose interest and move on. They're going to talk to Mueller at some point, so we'll get his side of the story, I assume. All right. But anyway, this is what Chris Wallace had to say about it on Fox. You know, I know there are some people who don't think that this, this March 27th letter uh, is a big deal. And, uh, uh, you know, some opinion people, some opinion people who appear on this network who may be pushing a, a political agenda but, you know, we have to deal in facts. And, and the fact is that this letter from the special counsel, and it was one of at least three contacts with the uh, attorney general between uh, March 25th and March 27th, was a clear indication that the attorney general was upset, very upset, with the uh, letter that had been sent out by the attorney general and wanted it changed or wanted at least added to, and the attorney general refused to do so. He felt the attorney general's letter was inaccurate. He, he says in the conversation he was talking about media coverage. That's not what he said in the letter. What he says in the letter is you didn't reflect what we found in the report. Uh, and there are a lot of people having read now the full report or as much as it has been not redacted, uh, you know, agree that he didn't uh, reveal what was fully in the report. Again, those aren't opinions. That's not a political agenda. Those are the facts. All right. Number one, I heard a lot of that in a previous uh, one with Shepard Smith, but uh, number one, he kept calling both the attorney general and the independent uh, counsel the attorney general. So it was getting a little confusing. Um, (laughs) Number two, the thing that bothered me. It's like me me calling the the pig uh, uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, right. And the spider Charlotte. They can't all be Charlotte. No, exactly. It's confusing. So uh, in the screed he had with Shepard Smith, um, it's probably worth pointing. Anybody who's ever used the term fixed news because Fox swings conservative, they have way more dissent. Oh, no doubt. On Fox News that, than that, that was my takeaway. Every other network on TV. When have I ever heard on MSNBC one of the hosts say, I think the other hosts are wrong about this. I think it's this way. Right. Or how often do they have on their panel somebody arguing the other side like they have on, on at least Brett Bear's show every single day? Chris Matthews will do that occasionally. But anyway, and that's that's a tangent. But. Um, the thing that bothered me was that these this is not opinion. This is not spin. These are facts, Wallace kept saying in his wallace way. But the problem <laughs> is they were carefully selected facts viewed from one point of view. That's why they make you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. You can tell the truth and nothing but the truth, but leave out chunks. And it, you know, it ends up uh, misleading. But I... That's fine. People are going to lose interest and move along on this. I swear. You've there's and and listen. That is why the impeachment of Clinton was such a dumb idea on so many levels. Uh, he yes, he lied. He absolutely well. He he almost certainly lied under oath. I got his is is argument. I thought it was actually a valid argument. As as well anyway. Um, but. At the bottom of this argument about Barr and what he said, nobody cares. Nobody cares whether he knew that Mueller was butthurt over the four-page letter. Nobody actually cares. You know, the collusion stuff people cared about. The obstruction of justice people continue to care about. But this controversy is about whether he knew Barr was unhappy with his little letter. 
That doesn't matter at all. Well, if you could drive the attorney general out, that in theory weakens the president, and you have a scalp on your wall. That's exactly the way, that's the yeah. way it always Bingo. works. Yeah, but I don't. I, just, I think the engine at the heart of it is that the guy that was, uh, and so it's not going to sway anybody who's not into that that uh, the goal. One of the guys that uh, Trump named to the Fed, right? What's his name? What's his name? Wilbur. That uh, he got attacked, and and so he had to withdraw his nomination yesterday. That's not because they're concerned that guy's going to end up being in the administration. You just get points for dinging the other side. Yep. You 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 stopped one of their things from happening. So that yay for our team, we, we stopped this guy. Even though that guy's been a um, financial analyst on CNN for years, mm. right wing CNN. That's where he does his financial analyzing. Yeah. Then when uh, Trump names him to be on something in the Trump administration, CNN savages him. But that's just that's just the way it works. That's you know, which is fine. It's the way it's always worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have much time. Do you have one more horse and or movie? Of course I do. <laughs> one more horse and or movie. No jackets. It's Kentucky Derby Racehorse or Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. All right, that's enough. Stop stop your tamping. All right. <laughs> uh let's go let's go with uh Master Fencer. Is Master Fencer a Kentucky Derby racehorse or a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie? Yeah, I've never seen The Rock a sword fight, so I'm saying it's one of those horses. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go movie. Uh, Master Fencer is a 50 to 1 favorite to win the Kentucky Derby. 50 to 1, that's a long shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, okay. he's, he's going to be bringing up the rear. He's going to be fencing. Oh, boy, the Kentucky Derby. The greatest two minutes in sports, they say. Something. Or something I can't like that. I believe they're doing four hours of pregame for that. Boy, who is that for? So they just want to catch some people who think, oh, yeah, the Kentucky Derby's on today. And they'll turn it on for a couple of minutes and see a couple of ads. Is that what the game is there? Because nobody's going to watch four hours of coverage. Yeah, I usually flip it on a little early to make sure I don't miss it. And, you know, some of it's mildly interesting. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Al Donald Trump praising the New York Times, tweeting Pulitzer Prize, anyone? Stories <laughs> coming up. Awesome, and that's next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So a woman pulled a machete in a fight over a Costco parking spot. Seems reasonable. Go on. Must have been a good spot. A couple of women got the job. Those parking lots are so freaking crowded. Yeah, it must, must have been right up front. Although yeah. I guess there's yeah. a less crowded one. I'm not telling you where. A par- the parking lots are crowded, but at least they have spaces big enough for full-size vehicles. Yeah, you drive full-size true vehicles like I do. Oh. Um, but uh, these two were jawing over a parking spot, and one woman pulled out a machete and held it in a threatening manner, which I'm not sure you can hold a machete in a... Kind and gentle. Unless you're holding the blade and offering the handle. Right. Would you like to stab me with this? And still, I'm almost certain that's a trick. Yeah, you're going to flip it and go Arya Stark on me. (laughs) I would back off if somebody pulled a machete on me. And I would also, why do you have a machete with you? Just curious. You'd have that with you all the time? Are you blazing a trail through the jungle these days? (laughs) Are you harvesting bananas? You know what? You're right. You can have the spot. But just for my curiosity. Are you a ninja or something? How do you come to be in position of a, uh, well, machete? Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, President Trump is applauding a New York Times report that says the FBI sent an undercover investigator posing as an assistant to meet with a Trump aide in 2016. But it was not spying. It was surveilling. And they didn't tap Trump's phones. They just had... 
authorization to listen into conversations with his associates. And anybody who claims the otherwise is stupid signed all of the media for like two years. The Times says the FBI sent the woman to meet with George Papadopoulos at a bar in London. The investigator was posing as a research assistant and wanted to know if the Trump campaign happened to be working with Russia. Trump tweeting today, Finally, mainstream media is getting involved. Too hot to avoid? Pulitzer Prize, anyone? (laughs) The New York Times on the front page, Finally, details effort to spy on Trump campaign. This is bigger than Watergate, but the reverse. End of tweet. The fact that anybody has to have this said to them scares me, but you have the intelligence services of a powerful government tapping phones and investigating one political party and or a candidate. You got to make sure they did it for good, solid reasons. That's kind of a thing in the world of oppression. And I think they'll get to the bottom of it, but they are going to spend a lot of time looking into it, no doubt. Opposite of a water gate would be a firewall. That's pretty good. There you go. Uh, We just got this text. My mother-in-law watches the entire Kentucky Derby pre-race and post-race. So that'd be like five hours of coverage. She uh, slurping down mint juleps. (laughs) Then tells us about it the next two weeks at dinner. (laughs) Wow, she's into the nags. (laughs) Then they put the wreath around the horse's neck. (laughs) Do you know why they do that? Oh, yeah, we do. You told us last year. (laughs) I'd have pulled out a machete. My favorite question. Do you think the horse knows it won the Kentucky Derby? (laughs) And you know that it were. Would that it were. And you know... Some jockeys oh will tell you, yes, they do. Eh, it's in their interest to make you believe that. Well, I'll bet they hang around the paddock, these horses, and the yep. one whispers to the other one, hey, you know what I'm? Uh, you know what I heard? I heard if you win this thing, you just get to have sex for the rest of your life. The other horses are like, dude, seriously? That's why they run so fast. <laughs> Word has gotten out. And yes, Michael, John Kerry was somewhat horse-faced. <laughs> On a tear, the unemployment rate at the lowest level in nearly half a century. The Labor Department reporting the rate dropped to 3.6%. Today's job report in April, or for April rather, shows 263,000 new jobs added last month. Running out of excuses if you're unemployed at this point, right? Kind of a, uh, I got nothing to offer. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or you're not willing to do what you're qualified to do. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement is planning to administer DNA tests at the border to crack down on fraud. The move is coming after officials reported adults are falsely claiming to be parents of children who are crossing the southern border with them. Homeland Security making the decision to implement the DNA testing because they're increasingly worried about child trafficking. So it's not clear when the uh, DNA pilot program is going to start, but it could begin as early as next week. What you have to understand, particularly if you've been part of the uh, the whining, mewling, Trump is Hitler at the border crowd, and you know, I think uh, some of the uh, the policies that they've unleashed have been handled really badly, honestly. So I get it. But um, on the on the main, though, I agree with with Trump on the border. <sighs> Keep this in mind, please. And then we can argue intelligently and respectfully with each other. Do you remember the drug cartels who slaughter people all the time? They've bought the uh, the government. They tell cops silver or lead. You can either take bribes or we'll kill you and your family. You find a mass grave with 30 guys in it. You find a dozen severed heads in a duffel bag right outside of Cancun, whatever. 
their new real profit center is human smuggling. Well, it's it's a subsidiary. I mean, they're still selling drugs, but these people are utterly immoral and vicious, and they absolutely utilize children to get over to get their customers into the U.S. They do it all the time. There's so much lying, deceit, rape, and death in that industry. You don't want to be soft on that industry. Well, it turns out weed may help your next workout. It's called the Weed Workout. A new study from the public health policy group Frontiers says more than half of cannabis users they interviewed say that weed motivated them to get out and exercise. The folks in the study spoke before, say it's like starting a workout with a runner's high. The study also says that pot could make a workout more enjoyable and help with recovery afterwards. You know, uh, I'm going to let Positive Sean speak to this story in a moment or two, but I was briefly, Marshall, uh, captured, uh, kidnapped by uh, by pirates or gypsies or somebody right. forced to smoke marijuana in my oh, youth. Oh, no. It's, 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 Particularly uh, nefarious band of pirates. <laughs> <laughs> time, uh, I regret it terribly. It was the Stockholm Syndrome. Anyway, uh, I'm calling bullets on that story. <laughs> Positive, Sean, any thoughts on getting baked than a good, solid workout? Uh, it has different effects on different people. Yes. Okay. I know that specifically in jiu-jitsu, it is very common to to get high and then, quote-unquote, train and really? do those workouts. Well, yeah. I know the NBA is a stoned league. Yes. We have it on very good authority yeah. that, some of the, that some of the best players get baked on the way to the stadium. And that's a hell of a workout. Oh, yeah. Playing an NBA game? Uh, Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so your results may vary and, you know, just, you know, you consult your doctor. Ask your doctor if cannabis <laughs> sativa is right for you. So you you retract your doubt about this story. Well, the doubt oh. can still be there. There's well, plenty sure. of people who it, it is not a good thing to do. I think we've reached an understanding here. Right. Intelligent and decent people have, have discussed Come their together. experiences and good understood better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of that nation. So, speaking of sports, the Kentucky Derby, one of the few sports where males and females do compete against each other, but in generally, we break it down, male or female, and now there's some uh, concern about whether some of the females have an edge, and how much this is an edge or that is an edge. There's an opinion piece in the New York Times about it today. In horse racing or in people no, racing? People, people racing. Okay. People sports. I watch the people racing. Yeah. Um... Particularly in the New York Times today, a couple of doctors saying everybody's wrong about the myths of testosterone. Mm. I got the low T, so I'll stay tuned. But what if a woman's got the testes inside her? that make you a dude? Anyway, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Take a look at women's testicles later in the show. Go ahead. And the opinion piece in the uh, New York Times by a couple of doctors about there are myths about testosterone that people just don't understand. Mm. Show really slaps so far today, in my opinion. Slaps means I'm uh, to do really. Oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, of high quality. Looking at the list of college slang. Hmm. I mean, uh, I don't mean to spill the tea, but I hear Michael's uh, seeing a girl on the side. Got a girlfriend and another. That's to gossip, to spill the tea. 
We've been that ra- sounds like something old ladies would say. We've been rashing on a lot of people. Have we? That's making fun of someone. Hmm. So uh, listen here. We talked about this a bit yesterday and um, and and got some really good emails on the topic. And, uh, you know, this is kind of one, one of the ongoing themes on the Armstrong and Getty Show, and that's the mind-boggling expense, bloat, and um, and just idiocy of college these days. No doubt. Um, I mean, it's mind-bogglingly expensive. It's ideologically just crazy. And people are going into insane debt. And, and, and there's an editorial in the Wall Street Journal by a chap by the name of Richard Vetter, who, uh, Father of Eddie, I'm certain. Can't um, find a better man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Eddie's dad has been teaching for something like 55 years. And the, the title of this is College Wouldn't Cost So Much If Students and Faculty Worked Harder. And he points out that, among other things, that the uh, that in the middle of the 20th century, college students spent nearly 50% more time studying. Teachers taught way more classes. In short, they've managed to spread very little learning out over a very long time in enormous facilities. And he points out that um, instructors, faculty, used to outnumber administration two to one. And now administration, it's flipped, outnumbers faculty. Which what is, is faculty? Faculty is the teachers? Teachers, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. How, professors how, and assistant professors. That one alone, that's just a complete restructuring of... Of what colleges are. Right. I mean, that one is very easily statistically to nail down. Right. You just, that that alone, doesn't that bother people? I feel like there's ripples of that in in, in lesser, under, not college education too, public school systems. The, oh, the, yeah. The gap between what schools get for their budget and how much <laughs> the faculty and teachers make is huge. And yeah. I have no idea where that money goes. The, the adding layers and layers and layers to education that aren't teachers, I mean, what... What what did they think was going wrong back in the day? Well, they're trying they to build to fix? perfection, utopia, which is why you have now hundreds of these people making hundreds of thousands of dollars swarming every college campus, assuring you know the diversity of this and the fairness of that and the engagement of the other and the rest of it. And nobody knows what they do, but their jobs uh, are permanent. I know so many people personally that work at a major university that I don't have any idea what they do. They aren't teachers. Mm-hmm. They're just part of that whole thing. Right. Well, and and folks who've indulged in the alterna education uh, opportunities that exist, particularly online these days, or legitimate trade schools or whatever, illustrate that you can learn a hell of a lot in a pretty short time compared to a college or university. Uh, They mentioned, so the kids aren't studying nearly as much as they did fairly recently. The professors aren't teaching nearly as much, and... Um, he says, at one point, I'm part of the problem. I've been teaching for 55 years, and I assign far less reading, demand less writing, and give higher grades than I did two generations ago. Which, you know, two generations, what, 35 years, we'll say, just for the sake of round numbers. So that's, you know, back in the ancient days of 1985. Um, so- and, and just before anybody gets their protractor in a wad, obviously... <laughs> Like engineering students work a lot more than gender studies students. Um, what was that tone of voice when you said gender studies? I think it's horse crap. <laughs> That's what I was intending to communicate. Um, 
we we decided culturally, and I I worked all through college, so this wasn't you know wasn't the way it was for me. But we decided culturally that that for a lot of people, if you're like middle class or above, you should get four years of just screwing around after high school. Yeah, that's what we decided based on this. I mean, it's the, the, working that hard, not the, not that hard to get a good grade, not working that hard. So you just get four four years to just screw around, party, travel, mm-hmm. do whatever you want. It's going to cost a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, you could take a much better vacation <laughs> and right. do a lot more cool stuff if you're just going to spend that amount of money. But we decided culturally we'd do that. That's a terrible idea. You can't run a society like that. You can't structure a society where you get to spend a hundred grand for four hours of screwing or four years of screwing around after high school. Well, then you you suffer under the weight of that debt. A lot of people do for a very long time. Sure, um, and it impacts all of us. It, it reminds me very much, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this: the difference between somebody who works by the hour and somebody who works by the task, like in a meeting. You have salespeople who make their living selling, and then you've got, you know, other people who they're going to be there till five, whether they accomplish a lot or nothing. And they make the meeting stretch on forever because it's a break. Or they certainly don't care how long it lasts. But yeah, so, well, right. And so people who need to know something, you know, to have their life work can take in all the information in a four-year college uh, you know, degree in a tiny fraction of that time because they're serious about it. Anyway, uh, so you have all that, and the sociological reasons for that, there's profit in it. There's enormous profit in it. Soft, Good times make for soft people and lack of discipline and, and the rest of it. Um, but we got this note from Al Anonymous. Who, uh, who has a close relative, indeed a loved one, in the college space, and it is so poisonous against anybody who tries to upset the apple cart in the college space. Al is uh, very afraid that, that somebody will figure out who's, whose husband it is. So anyway, having said that, um, he says another factor went one wrong with universities is, in a word, well, socialism. I don't think you can dismiss the socialismification of the entire university system, both public and private. A relatively recent phenomenon is that the cost of college has been allowed to skyrocket because of the application of socialist ideals toward education costs, which no longer represent the free market trade-off of the value of a college education. Every child applying for college is expected to fill out the FAFSA. And the cost for attendance, that's the financial aid forms. Um, and the cost for attendance to most institutions, public and private, is adjusted based on expected family contribution. That's the actual term. In short, this means anybody who can't pay will be subsidized, while those who can pay will be expected to subsidize the costs of those who can't. Imagine how skewed housing prices would be if your mortgage payment was based on your ability to pay. You could be living next to someone who pays nothing for their house while your actual mortgage payment increases to cover the cost of your neighbors. Certainly a higher percentage of people attending college now um, now than ever before, but a big part of that increase is because almost half of the students get some or all of their college expenses subsidized. I think his housing uh, metaphor is a really good one. Mm-hmm. That's a strong one. Um, one counter argument to that might be we've decided as a society that we the government would sponsor education because an educated populist benefits everyone 
And there's a certain amount of truth to that. Do you, you think that's still true? I'm not sure I think that's true now. Or edu- an educated populace, yes. A university-educated populace, the way we're doing it now, I don't agree that that's making the country better. Well, the argument from Barack Obama and, and people like him is that the college degree is the high school diploma of the 21st century. And that is a valid argument. The problem being what we were talking about before, the incredible bloat and expense that's been allowed to creep in. So if you know, if you say to me, I don't know, what would be a good example? You know, Joe, you have to bring your own headphones to work to be a successful radio personality. I would say, okay, yeah, I get that. I've got to be able to hear what's not happening, blah, blah, blah. And, and then they say, and by the way, headphones are now $40,000. Well, why? Well, it's just kind of become that. I mean, that's not fair to demand I pay for that. And so, look, I get the argument that, well, poor kids, everybody benefits if poor kids go to college. Okay. But even if I'm willing to concede that and that my kid, because I've done pretty well financially, my kid and me ought to subsidize your kid, even if I buy that argument. And I'm not sure I do. Well, right, because there are other routes to education. But um, even if I buy that, you can't demand of me that I submit to a system that is so wildly overpriced. And for reasons of government interference, specifically flooding that market with cheap money, which is what leads to inflation. How long does it stay true that the modern high school diploma is you have to get a college education when you have these results that show people aren't learning anything? They aren't any better critical thinkers at the end of four years than they were to start with. And I left that part out today from that opinion piece. He made it clear that every universal test a college student shows they barely know more when they get out than when they get in. So then it's a perception. Whoa. It's not a reality. Yeah. It, to, to a large extent, So maybe yeah. it's a lagging indicator or something. I would think at some point we'll catch up. Yep. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.